Hello, everyone. It's Chris Lang from the Virginia State Golf Association, and thanks for joining us today on the VSGA's Golf in the Commonwealth podcast. The world of professional golf is expansive. It's just massive. When someone tells you they're going pro, the first thing to remember is that the LPGA and PGA tours are a long ways away, even for the best of the best. For instance, before Scotty Scheffler went on his early 2022 run, culminating in a Masters victory in a green jacket, he needed to work his way through qualifying school for what was then called the Web.com Tour, now the Corn Ferry Tour, before winning twice on that tour to earn full PGA Tour status. Closer to home here in Virginia, Lonto Griffin's story is one that's been told plenty of times and it's pretty well known. He was hanging on by a thread financially when he won the State Open of Virginia in 2015, a victory that came with a modest four-figure paycheck and a renewed sense of hope. Belanto had to travel the world to ultimately realize his dream of playing on the PGA Tour. He won in Uruguay, in Nashville, in Alabama, all steps that eventually culminated in a PGA Tour victory in Houston in the fall of 2019, one that secured his PGA Tour status for the years to come. There are a lot of elite amateur golfers in Virginia, and many have tried their hand at professional golf to varying degrees of success. Think Brinson Paulini in Europe, or Joey Lane in China, or Jay Woodson, who won four state open titles, won the big break on Golf Channel, and tried his hand at playing on the McKenzie Tour, now known as PGA Tour Canada. That brings us to today's guest, Peter Gasparini. Peter grew up in Halifax, played five years of college golf at Radford University, then ran into the unfortunate timing of the COVID pandemic, which canceled the end of the 2020 college season, qualifying schools for the various tours, and just made it much harder for players to take their best shot at a PGA Tour dream. And some of the avenues that existed prior to the pandemic, think of PGA Tour China, for instance, disappeared. Sure, there are many tours out there, but a player needs some serious financial backing to survive. A recent G Pro Tour event paid out $7,500 to the winner. No, it's not chump change, but consider the cost of travel, equipment, coaching, caddies, everything that goes into playing your best in a professional event against players just as hungry as you to break down the door to the bigger tours. It's a break-even proposition at best. Gasparini, a two-time VSGA amateur semifinalist who lives in Richmond and plays out of Independence Golf Club, decided to give PGA Tour Canada qualifying a shot this spring. He spent eight days in California with his brother and did just enough to earn conditional status for the 2022 season. That means picking and choosing his spots to Monday qualify, all in hopes of incrementally improving that status as the season goes on. I caught up with Peter after his U.S. Open local qualifying round at the Federal Club on Thursday, May 5th, to discuss his path and his future, and just how difficult it is to chase this massive dream. Enjoy this conversation with Peter Gasparini, and thanks for listening. All right, we're sitting outside here on the back porch at the beautiful Federal Club in Glen Allen, and joined by Peter Gasparini here uh, today. Peter, thanks for, for joining the podcast. Absolutely, Chris. Thanks for having me. I feel honored to be on the uh, VSJ podcast here. Nice, nice. Um, well, I know what wasn't the round you wanted today, but uh, how did things go out there for you yeah, during um, the qualifying? Yeah, uh, got off to a dream start, being four over uh, through three. So, you know, just wasn't my day, but that's uh, that's golf for you. So, uh, on to the next one. Yeah. Well, tell people a little bit about yourself. I know you uh, you grew up in Halifax, correct? I did, yep. I grew up in Halifax, Virginia, so it's uh, on the border of North Carolina, down uh, like two hours directly south of Richmond. Um, yeah, been there uh, before I went to Radford University. I was there my whole life. Okay. So. What, was, what was behind the choice of uh, Radford? That was actually the only offer I had. Um, so I remember when Coach Grant uh, gave me a call and was kind of on the fence whether or not he was going to give me a spot, and um, I think I was in a drive through uh, in my car at a drive-thru one day and he gave me a call he's like you know we got a spot for you if you want it and I told him then and there I was like I'll take it awesome I mean, is it harder to get a look from a from a smaller town um I would say so uh you know I played a lot of golf growing up um played 
most of my junior events in North Carolina. Um, played in a few VSGA events here and there, but um, you know, just didn't know a whole lot about the process. Um, was just kind of naive to the whole thing, and you know, couldn't change anything looking back. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, just didn't have a lot of info on the whole college golf thing. Just kind of knew I wanted to play college golf, and um, I was lucky that uh, Radford uh, gave me the opportunity to do so. Yeah. When did they first uh, kind of start looking at you, I guess? Um, so, you know, I I guess I just mass emailed a bunch of coaches. Um, Coach Grant never watched me hit a shot before he extended the offer. Um, and I was just lucky enough that he uh, extended me an invitation to come to Radford and play for him. So it was just, you know, took the first one I got and ran with it. Nice. Um, you were there for four or five years? I was there for five, five years. Yep. You got the COVID waiver, right? I did. Yeah. So um, I was there for five years. I got the COVID waiver and um, entered the transfer portal because I knew I wanted to play golf after school. Um, there were no Q schools open when COVID first hit. And, you know, I had a f uh, couple schools and, you know, decided to stay in-state and go play for Coach Ball um, at VCU. What was that experience like? Uh, make it, it was it a little bit of a step up in competition from the Big South to the um, to the A10? Yeah, it was a little bit of a step up in competition. Played um, in stronger events, but uh, you know that was also um, a learning curve for me because when I first got there, um, I wasn't doing grad school because I couldn't get um, a master's degree in a year or a concentration in a year. Um, so I just you know kind of went strictly to play golf and when I get there the uh, fall season got canceled so I withdrew from school mm. yep so <laughs> it was uh, just dodging all the punches yeah I guess. yeah I mean it, had, it just had to be frustrating to be in college golf or just college golf, athletics in general during the whole COVID thing right yeah um, you know I was a little upset with uh, you know not getting to finish finish out my college career at Radford um, but you know I was excited that I got uh got another year at it which only ended up being a semester but um you know it was just it was crazy for everybody so I just kind of rolled with it and uh tried not to get too upset about anything yeah I know we talked last year at the uh, at the amateur down at Petersburg and you were talking about wanting to go professional and, and everything what kind of went into that decision to, to to try try that route um I think that was kind of always my goal I don't think I ever voiced it very much um but in my mind I always knew you know I was going to take a crack at it and uh you know I'm just very fortunate that I do get a chance to take a crack at it so uh, do you talk to any people about it but uh, get, getting any tips for uh, trying to find ways to the best ways to to get any sort of status anywhere um, yeah so I was lucky to have a teammate um, at Radford Miles Creighton who went the PGA Tour China route and he had success over there um, and that was kind of my plan uh, you know going into turning pro was I wanted to go the PGA Tour China route I thought you know if it worked for him it could work for me um, and then with COVID hitting, uh, they canceled that tour. So now I kind of had to go back to the drawing board. But, um, you know, moving in Richmond and staying in Richmond, lucky to play with a couple guys that um, are professional golfers. And, you know, they were giving me uh, tidbits of advice here and there. So yeah. You were playing out at uh, Independence at yep, Eastmount, right? I yeah, I played at Independence, yep. Okay. Um, Gift Breed and uh, Drew, Elliot and Stu and all those guys have taken real good care of me out there. So lucky, uh, lucky enough to play out there. Awesome. Um, well, how did the whole uh, PGA Tour candidate thing come about? And, and uh, I can't remember. Did you try to go through Q School last year, the Corn Ferry Tour qualifying? I did not. Okay. So last fall, um, actually uh, beginning of last summer, uh, I had a shoulder injury and kind of tried to play through it, um, which was not a great idea. Only made it worse. And then I uh, had to take some time off um, and then took a crack at Latin America Q School 
and ended up missing conditional by one in the fall. So I had a little bit of experience going into Canada, but um, the way I was kind of looking at it was, you know, any route that's available, just take as many chances, take as many cracks at it as you can, because, you know, if you throw enough punches, one one's going to land. Right. That's a good way of putting that, man. Um, just take me through that week. I mean, uh, when the preparation that went into it and uh, why California? Why did you choose to go out there? Um, so actually, it was the six of my seven choices. There were seven sites for PGA Tour Canada, and I got my sixth site, which was on the West Coast. Um, so my younger brother, Willoughby, was nice enough to say, hey, I'll caddy for you. So, you know, we hopped on a plane and headed out to California for a week. It was my first time being out there. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and uh, was it four rounds of qualifying? Yep, four rounds of qualifying. Okay. And uh, so, so you have full status now? I do the, not. No, you do not. So okay. um, I have no guaranteed starts. Um, I just have conditional. So I'm going to have to go up to Canada um, and take a crack at a few Mondays to see if I can uh, improve on the status that I have right now. But, you know, at least my foot's in the door. So Okay. Do give you a little bit of confidence in that, that you can, you can uh, hang with some of these guys out here? Yeah, it does. Um, you know, it just gives me a little reassurance that, you know, I am doing the right things. And uh, I've always kind of been a slow learner, so it's just having to stay patient with it and, you know, just believing in myself and just, you know, keep playing in events. When you got done with college golf, what did you feel like was the, the biggest thing you needed to improve on to take that next step? Uh, definitely my short game. Um, my putting, you know, I've been struggling with my putting um, for a while. And, you know, it's just something if I can just work on it every day, you know, eventually it's going to get better. So just continue to try to improve on it. Do you mess around with changing different strokes or different grips or anything like that? With um, so I've always kind of been an arm lock putter. And, you know, I tried to go conventional for a while. I had a little bit, little bit of success when I was at uh, – VCU doing that but just feel a little more comfortable when I do have it you know kind of locked on my left side and you know have gone back to that and I'm just still trying to work on it day by day yeah um, have you been to Canada before I have okay um, I was lucky enough at Radford uh, a lot of my teammates and good buddies are from Canada so um, in 2018 I think was the first year I went to uh, Peterborough Ontario played in a um, invitational up there and then the following year, I played uh, in the Canadian Amateur in um, Nova Scotia. Okay. Um, in 2019, so I've been to Canada twice. Okay. So what, what's the what's the first step for you with this? What's the first uh, Monday qualifier you're you're going to try to um, go through? So I'm going to wait. The first few events are on the West Coast, so I'm just going to continue playing mini tour events um, over here, and you know work on my game and just make sure uh, come June, I believe the beginning of June is uh, there's two back-to-back events in. Um, Ontario, so I think I'm going to go up and take a crack at those Mondays. Okay, um, you know what's the biggest challenge too with with financing for something like this for for financing a professional golf career at this yeah. at this sort of level? Yeah. So uh, for a lot of people out there, I don't know if they know or not, but golf is a very expensive game, um, and at the professional level, it doesn't get any cheaper. If anything, it goes the um, opposite way. So, you know, that's I would say that's almost harder than the golf itself is trying to find financing, you know, people to back you. Um, I'm lucky enough for the time being, my parents are helping me out. And um, I have someone uh, someone else who's also been generous enough to give me a little help um, getting my pro career started. So, you know, that's another, that's a whole nother ball game. You almost feel like a little bit of pressure to, to, to make their investment pay off in you too. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can't really try to think about it because then, you know, it's not a great way to go about it thinking oh I got to play to make him happy to make him think that uh you know 
he made a good investment. At the end of the day, it's just still golf. So the best way, you know, you can make it, uh, the people around you that invested in you um, get the most out of their investment is to just focus on the golf and take care of the golf. Yeah. Speaking of the golf, what are some of your favorite memories of kind of your amateur career in Virginia? Um, I tell you, my favorite events have always been the VSGA events. Um, you know, the state am was always fun. The state open was always fun. Um, I don't know, like the two, the two years I made to the semifinals in the state am, those were fun. Um, and then always had a little bit of success at the state open, but, uh, yeah, just the VSGA golf was always my favorite. Yeah. Try to remember who you lost to in the semifinals. You lost to Michael Brennan once, right? I lost to Michael Brennan. Um, at Keswick. At Keswick. Yeah. And here I lost to, uh, Trey Smith. Oh, that's right. So yeah, you lose so to the champion. I lost to the champion twice. both times. So, you know, I guess that that counts for something, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, probably no surprise to you that Michael Brennan's having some of the success that he's had going yeah, forward. I haven't he, seen it um, close up. Yeah, Michael Brennan, great kid and, uh, you know, even better golfer. So Michael Brennan's having a great career, and I don't think it's going to slow down anytime soon. Yeah. Um, what kind of expectations are you putting on yourself here for the next, you know, six months or so? To um, I do definitely want to try to improve on uh, my conditional status. Um, but, you know, it's to get a little more consistent. I'm still having a bad round here and there, but, you know, I'm working on my game. So um, just to be a little more polished and, you know, get a little more comfortable shooting low numbers. Yeah. Is, is, the, is the grind life for you, you know, being out there practicing all the time and playing all the time? I mean, it's such a, a, a commitment time-wise at the professional level. It is. Uh, you know, it's funny you say that. I've kind of always liked it. Um, when I caught the golf bug probably in sixth grade you know I've always it's been my favorite thing to do is work on my game playing golf tournaments so yeah it, yeah, it is for me yeah um anybody else you want to give shout outs to as we kind of wrap up here um I would like to give a shout out to my parents because you know they've supported me um, my entire golf career so big thanks to mom and dad and then you know my siblings have always been great to me and then all the people over at independence um you know they've been great having me uh play there for the last year and a half so like to give them a shout out and then um i'd like to give a shout out to kyle adams um so when i uh hurt my shoulder um last summer i went to him for physical therapy and you know he's got me healthy again so huge shout out to kyle adams for all his help so you're feeling good uh, overall i am feeling good yeah the game's trending in the right direction awesome. so awesome well look forward to seeing uh, hopefully cracking some uh, cracking some fields up in canada i appreciate that thanks for having me chris all right thanks peter we referenced U.S. Open local qualifying earlier in this podcast. We wanted to give a shout-out to the five players from the Federal Club qualifier who advanced to U.S. Open final qualifying. Christopher Newport University's Alex Price, Liberty University's Isaac Simmons, Old Dominion University's Rasmus Conradson, Blake Hinckley, a professional from North Carolina, and Trey Marion, a junior golfer from Chesapeake who has been part of the winning side of the last two MAPGA VSGA Junior Four Ball Championships. The competition season is starting to heat up. Next Wednesday, the VSGA will host a 36-hole U.S. Women's Open qualifier at Bellhaven Country Club in Alexandria. The following weekend sees the start of a run of VSGA four-ball championships. The Women's Four-Ball Championship will be May 14th and 15th at Fawn Lake Country Club in Spotsylvania, followed by the VSGA four-ball championship at Bay Creek, May 16th and 17th, and finally, the VSGA Senior Four-Ball Championship at Washington Golf and Country Club, May 23rd and 24th please be sure to visit vsga.org for recaps of all of these competitions. That will wrap this edition of Golf in the Commonwealth. Thanks again to Peter Gasparini for joining us, and thanks to everyone for listening, and so long until next time. <laughs>